What are we gonna run now? Yo, double reverse, I'll take it. Why don't you just play quarterback, Tremaine? I ain't seen you do no end zone dancing, Marvell. Got a confused look on his face, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, did I already stomp him? I don't see you do any end zone dancing, Marvell. Wow. I got him. I mean, I could guess. Guess, man. Well, yeah, obviously you don't know it. It's going to be a guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is it uh, Remember the Titans? Nope. Any given Sunday? Nope. Program? Nope. I'll tell you who said the line. Okay. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. <laughs> wow. Wesley Snipes did a football movie? Yes. Goldie Hawn. Oh, Goldie Hawn. She's the coach. So this is from like your era. My <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you've not seen this movie. What is it, man? I Wildcats, man. I don't think I have. You gotta watch. I'm it, gonna. Dude. You're gonna. I mean, you, you, I'll watch it. Come back next. Bro. Okay, I'll watch. It's it. actually free. I probably shouldn't say this. No, now you definitely have to. Well, say I mean, it. it's free on uh, something that might rhyme with uh, glue some tube. I don't. Okay. I, I, I don't know if it's supposed to be subtle, but it's nice work. free, and you can watch it right now. Now watch it right now, Eric, before it gets taken down. I, listen, I'll, and I get fine. I'll tell you <laughs> that I have a method to watch anything for free. How about that? Now the heat is off of you. Okay, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. And I know there's many ways to do that, so I, I just yep. feel bad. I always feel bad when I when I break the law, you know, and I know I'm breaking sure. the law. When I break the law, and I don't know I'm breaking the law. I'm cool. Yeah. Like oh, I didn't know I was running a stop sign. I'm good. Yeah, you know, sure. I, I didn't know what the speed limit was yeah. over here, officer. Sorry, I'm good. Yeah, if there's no malicious intent, yeah. I think I think you're <laughs> right. good. Right, for sure. Anyhow, no, Tell I, it to I Donald Trump. I fully. Oh, here we go. Well. Huh? <laughs> All right, podcast just went. <laughs> we yeah, just... so Wildcats dude has so many great quotes in it. You're gonna love it. Okay. Um, I and, and my buddies and I, I actually sent that clip to my buddies and every single one of them that's in the fan. Oh yeah, yeah. What, what? But Woody Harrelson's in that movie. It. Dude, you're, you're going to love it. Sounds like a classic, man. Yeah, it is I'm, a yeah, classic. I'll watch it. Wildcats. So um, anyway, welcome to Fantasy Football Junkies podcast week number three. This is season two, week three. And um, <clears throat> we are breaking into the running back category, top 20 rankings. And it's crazy, man, how I think we might have started our rankings earlier than anyone in the history of fantasy football. Is this only three? This is week three, yeah. Okay. Right. Um, because we did the kicker extraordinaire week one. Oh, that was a great one. Right? W wide receivers, Classic. you know, yeah. in, in, in week two. We, well, we threw tight ends and defenses in with the kickers just to make it exciting. You know we what I did. mean? So, <laughs> yeah, this is week three, bro. I, I want to, uh, real quick, last week, because I, I go back and I listen. Yeah, right? me too. Um, a couple of things. One, I called the Raiders Oakland. That's my bad. It's going to be hard. That's I've I can't had believe you're throwing yourself that. under the bus right now. Like I respect it. Why wouldn't I? Because I, yeah, I, I have thrown myself under so many buses. That I'm just like I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. If somebody calls me out for it, I'll own it. I, but I'm not calling myself out for it. <laughs> I will tell you also this. This is episode four. What? Week one was the intro. Oh, it was. Yep. yep. Then week two 
was tight ends, defenses, yeah, right. kickers, punters. Week four. Man, why did I write that down wrong? Week three wide receivers. Just hopefully you save it in the system correctly. It is. It is. It better right, be. Good. Shoot, I better go check that, man. My second thing that I noticed, and I texted you about this, and I made a great Landon Donovan joke that went straight over your head. <laughs> right over your head. I said wrong football, dude. Wrong, wrong you didn't, football. You didn't say that. Because again, right along. you were on a roll, dude. You and moved I, right along. I was like, he didn't get it until later, you, I don't think. you got to leave the mic drop on the floor a little bit longer for me to like be like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I think Bonzi thinks Landon Donovan is an actual kicker in the NFL and just I, didn't realize it. I might have, though. <laughs> in that, that moment. That, go back and listen. In that moment, you breezed right through. he kicks balls. And he when does. you said that, uh, you know, because honestly, when it comes to kickers and punters, <laughs> I could only name two. Exactly. In the, whole, in the whole NFL. Yeah. One is on my team, Harrison Butker. He's not go. a punter. I can't tell you any of the punters because I'm not in a league this year. Just because I promote it, the, oh. the, we, you know, I'm not in a league this year that has punters. But. We talked about punter leagues on Fantasy Football 101. No, you did. I did promise you, really? you. Yeah. I promise you. Did it get flamed? Uh, yeah. Yeah, nobody liked it. Did I it. get flamed? No. No, no. <laughs> yeah, right. No, not you personally, but the idea of punter leagues. And, and I, listen. I came to the defense. I said, Thank "Hey guys, listen, it's it's an element of fun that they want to inject into it. It's you know what I mean." Right. I said, "Who are we to tell people what they think is fun?" Right. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So, Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Let them play with punters. That's yeah, fine. Let those curmudgeons, you know, keep you know being curmudgeons, mm-hmm. and that's what they're there for. Fantasy so, purists. Guys, we are doing top twenty running backs, and this is a very important category. Um, I'm only in two leagues this year. I, I cut it down big time. Um, just because my schedule is just crazy and, and, and focusing on, um, fantasy football just takes a lot, you know, this podcast takes a lot. And so I also don't like having different players on different teams. It Mm -hmm. bothers the crud out of me. You know what I mean? Because then I can't bash one guy and then root for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard for me. Last year, it was a very, very big eye opener because there was one player uh, specifically that I was bashing all year long just because I didn't have him, which was Patrick Mahomes. And so this year, I've got Mahomes on one of my teams. I don't have him on another. So, again, you know, I'm going to be rooting for him but not rooting for him. You know, it's weird. Yeah, I guess I, a few years ago, decided, because I was the same way, I would, get my, I would be very emotionally invested in fantasy football. How do you not? Like, because it's just fun, man. It's just for fun. Right, you tell that to the person that just won one thousand jelly beans. Sure. To the person that did not win any jelly beans, yeah. I want to be that person that's got a smile on my face. I I understand that, but I I changed <laughs> my mindset to you know what I'm not in any leagues where if I win, it's like retirement money. You know what I mean? Like, sure, it's a nice check, but it's not. It's sure Christmas presents for my kids. Sure, though. sure, sure. Right, but at the same time, like I was I was in a place where week to week. If my fantasy team lost, dude, I would be like, for the rest of that no. day, I'd be in a salty no, mood. No, I'm not like that. Right. I just, I'm talking about like, look, man, if I, if, if in the past, four leagues minimum I was in, sure, it would be hard for me to really even keep track of like what teams those guys were on and stuff, you know? Yeah. So now I'm just making it basic. I'm breaking it down. Two teams. My player pool goes down. Now I know who I can really focus on, you know, especially with the red zone on for, on Sundays and, and Mondays and, or su- Sunday with the red zone on Mondays night football. It's just for me, it's just going to be a lot easier. And, and, you know, if you're if you're in multiple leagues, more power to you. 
Uh, maybe you need to be so you can win some of that cheetah. I'm in like five. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and you need to be. I compartmentalize because I've you got... need to win some cheetah. I mean, it <laughs> makes it easier for you. <laughs> I've got I've got one main league, right? That's my my prime focus. Gotcha. And then and then I've got them tiered after that in, in order of importance. Very you know good. what I mean? Kind of like your podcast. How this one you probably like twenty podcasts, and this one's at the very bottom. This of is the... the only podcast that I do actually. <laughs> right on. I'm a busy guy. I have a. You do. I have like a full-time, full-time job. You do. And you got a wife. That, that's full-time right there. Don't I ever. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Twitter, Facebook, we're all over, guys. Again, Apple, uh, Spotify, Google Play, all that stuff, man. You can catch our Fantasy Football Junkies podcast. Hopefully it helps you guys out. And uh, last week, again, I had a couple of people comment um, on the wide receiver rankings, and most of them were on your side on a couple of different things. Okay. We're not going to bring that up again, but I mean, just... Who can? Um, I, I got time. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely, uh, you know, got blasted a couple times last week. I guarantee I'm going to get blasted again for this list. Okay. There's one player that I have left off the top 20 that I guarantee people are going to be like... You're you're the dumbest. I'm not I'm not going to listen to the show anymore for seriousness. I'm listening to it just for entertainment purposes only. I urge people to just do that anyway. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing if it's not if we're not just trying right. to entertain? Then we're well, just you're like here the other. for the facts, okay? I think I'm okay. here to stir it up a little bit, and, oh. I, and I think I'm stirring it up big today. You may have recruited the wrong guy. <laughs> I- <laughs> so our top 20, we're going to do it just like we did last week. Top 20 running backs. I'll start at number one and read my comments and my, my, my thesis on each. I will say that there are a couple running backs that I feel I, – I started writing and I started putting in information and gathering stuff and copying pasting, actually. And and I was like, man, th- there's a lot of stuff that I need to say. And then I short – it was one of the – like number two, my number two guy. I was like, I could do a whole page on this guy. Um so hopefully when I'm done talking, we'll, we'll, I'll just turn it over to you. Okay. I'm not going to try to comment anymore because this could be a long, 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 long. Because running backs are important, dude. I'm telling you right now, running back, running back, running back. We said that on, at week one, I think. Wasn't it week, week two? I think we said it every week. I'll, we should go back and check. Cause, uh, I yeah. mean, it, I've stressed that a ton. And again, my last big money draft, I think I texted you. I was like, I was so diehard trying to go running back, running back. I ended up going... Uh, running back, running back, yeah. and then uh, quarterback. I've never ever done that. Or no, running back, running back, no, wide and receiver. Then, and then you got Tyree Kill in the third. But I've never, yeah. yeah. But I've never taken a quarterback that high in any draft I've ever done. Because who did, who did you get? Remember, I got Mahomes. You got Mahomes. Okay, that's okay. He was still there, and it's just one of those things when he's still there. I'm like, how do I pass that up? I've never taken a, a stud quarterback like that. No, ever. Me neither. I mean, I just haven't, and so we'll see. But anyway. Running backs are important. Let's start that off by saying I've tiered them again. Uh, my tier one, I feel like this. I, I feel like this year more than any year, ego. The tier one running backs are such a high. T- I've got three guys in my tier one. Okay. Okay. I feel like when I we talked about it last week with wide receivers, they can win you a game by themselves, right? I feel like these guys can win you an entire Super Bowl. I feel like these guys, if you have them on your team, the ceiling is so their floor and ceiling. And again, when I get to number two, there's a lot to say about number two. Um, but I just feel like these guys, if you get if you get a top three pick in any of your drafts this year, PPR or non-PPR, you've got to take one of these guys with your first three picks. This is your these are your number one, number two, number three pick in any draft, in my opinion. I'm ready. After that, tier two, these guys could be number ones. Um, tier three. Again, they could be number ones, but see, they start dropping. And then it's really weird because after Tier 3, you go to Tier 4. 
There's a ton of tier four running backs, man. Just a ton of them. Can you take a break? I can break right there. No, we're cool. Okay. Yeah. So there's a ton of tier four because I feel like tier four, there's going to be a lot of people to end up with these guys as their number one running back, and you might be in trouble. Because then you better hurry up and grab another tier four running back right away. Okay? And you'll see what I mean when we go through this. All right. Tier number one. I've got three running backs in my tier number one. And my first overall pick, and we can argue about it or we can whatever. It's it's up for debate. You'll see it everywhere. I got Jonathan Taylor from the Indianapolis Colts at number one. Okay? I don't know anyone who will argue with you about that. People are going to say McCaffrey. And that's why we're going to get into that next yeah. with my number two. Okay? so yeah. And I know and then there's people that are just like, hey, you know I'm one of those people that seriously will stay away from McCaffrey in any draft I'm in. I'm sorry, I'm not taking, I'm not taking him. And then you, and then you're gonna say, well, you just said you have your your first three picks. You got Christian. I feel like I trust my skill enough yeah. that I don't need Christian McCaffrey on my team. I'm taking one of these other running backs, and then I'm doing something else. But, quick, quick scenario, yeah. real quick. Um, Ten team dynasty startup league. I had the eighth pick. Christian McCaffrey was there at number eight. You got to take him there, right? At number eight? In a dynasty, though? Yeah. Still, at number eight. I mean, it's a dynasty, but you still want to win this year. Yeah, true. Right? You take him. Yeah, you have to. Of course. Number eight, you have to. And and I'll get to that when I read my synopsis. Okay, here we go. Because there's a lot. So Jonathan Taylor, he likely to be the number one overall pick in in one QB drafts, two top three super flex, you name it, two QB. I mean, the guy should be the number one pick pretty much, (laughs) in my opinion, in any league that you're in. It's typical for the running back who finishes number one, though, in total fantasy points to be the most sought-after player this year. There's no reason why it's not justified. The dude has scored a touchdown in 18. I could not believe this, man, when I found this stat. 18 of his past 23 games. Yeah. What? He's insane. That's like Marshall Falk. Yeah. Uh, great. You he know, went and, all the way off. And he, they've got a quarterback upgrade this year, yeah, too. Yeah, and his nine outings with at least 20 PPR in 2021 was top among the rushers. He's young. He's easily the league's best power back. Plays behind one of the best offensive lines. He has the QB upgrade. Anyone, I think, would be foolish to, to not take him with that number one pick. Agreed. All right. Number two, I do have Christian McCaffrey at my number two for Carolina. Okay, now the case, <laughs> there's there's two different cases here. And this is where I got myself in so much trouble because I started looking at numbers and I started seeing stuff again. But and, and I think you got to be careful. The case for taking McCaffrey as soon as the number one or number two or number three pick here, all right, starts right now. He's hit at least 15 PPR points in over 80% of his games over the past four seasons and at least 20 PPR points in about 75% of his games in that same span. That is a lot of points. Again, he can win you a Super Bowl. Running backs with that kind of consistent fantasy upside, you just don't find. The case against CMC is pretty obvious. He's missed 23 out of possible 33 games, not including the two games he left early due to five separate injuries over the past two years. The Panthers, though, are really, really bullish on not seeing bothered at all by this and insist they're, they're going to be using McCaffrey as much as they have ever used him. So here's the bottom line. Those with those fearless convictions, and I'm, and I'm raising my hand right now, um, uh, saying I, I'll take McCaffrey if he's there, all right, in the top three. But those who confidently opt out for the safety in round one, they won't choose him because they want to play it safe. And, and you can't pass up an opportunity on a league winner, right? I mean, this, my final thought is if he's available – 
at that five, six, seven spot. If he's if he, if he if he's available at seven, and I don't care PPR or non PPR, you have to take him. He's worth worth the risk because here's what I'm thinking: winning fantasy football. It's about, I mean, you take risks. You have risks all season long. It's about taking the right risks. It's about minimizing the big ones. And I think I would rather be that guy who took McCaffrey and he blew up rather than the guy that passed on him and he blew my team up. Yeah. That makes sense? 100%. Yeah. I've got him at four, and it's just because of the injury concern. But the um, the potential for him, like you said, to completely dominate is there. He finished last season in average points per game for running backs as the number five running back. Right. Um, and that's including a game that he went out with hardly any points, right? right. So, um, yeah, man, no, he's just so crazy talented when he's on the field. And if he can stay even remotely healthy, even if he if he can miss, you know, only three or four games this season – you're you're almost like locked into a playoff spot, right? You know, so yeah, I'm I'm with you as a top five. That injury risk puts him behind a few other guys, and especially though. if you get him early, then you can come back and get one of those stud wide receivers yeah. or another running back. Okay, and that's that's what I did when I took this guy for my number three pick. I am all about this dude, and I I think it's because he killed me twice last year. And it was really, really bad. It like it was. I only had two losses, I think. No, three losses last year, and then two of them was 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 due to this running back. Um, and and I don't know why people keep saying that this offense and this team is underrated. I think last year it proved that they are a force to reckon with. And it's number three. My uh, number three running back is Austin Eckler from the L.A. Chargers. Same. Eckler had a breakout season. He looks to build on that campaign. I love Eckler as a top five running back in all leagues this year, man. PPR, non-PPR. Last season, Eckler set career highs in carries, 206. Rushing yards, 911. Rushing TDs, 12. He also tied his career high in receiving yard, uh, t- touchdowns, 8. He caught 70 passes for almost 700 yards. Almost had 100 targets. And he might have competition for touches with that rookie... Um, I didn't leave his name on there. Spiller, maybe Spiller. Yeah, yeah, I think Isaiah is. Spiller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he could be in ha- he could be a handcuff, but Eckler isn't expected to come off the field. I don't think for any major amounts of time. He's a huge part of this offense, especially in the passing game. And L.A. Listen, they've got a standout offensive line. I, I don't see why people keep saying that this team is underrated. Justin Herbert has proven himself. He is a yeah. great player, and he's going to pass the ball a lot. I again would love to take Eckler in any one of my leagues. I have done so in both of my leagues. Yeah, I was. I've, I haven't had the opportunity because he's always gone by the time I draft. Um, finished last season as the number two overall running back in fantasy as far as total points scored, third in average points per game. So that it was no fluke, right? It wasn't like that dude was just so good all season. And I wish I could have got my fantasy hands on this year, <laughs> right? But I couldn't. But I love Austin Eckler. Um, as far as the handcuff goes, preseason Joshua Kelly. Seems to have that number two job locked up. He was uh, a pick by the Chargers a couple of years ago. Was thought to kind of be a bust, um, but so far has looked really, really good. But they're saying he's gonna he's got that number two spot locked up for now. Right on. Number four. This is where we start getting into those tier two. I think those top three right there are the tier ones that can win you guys a Super Bowl, especially if they stay healthy. <clears throat> number uh, four overall running back. I have Derek Henry. From Tennessee. Now expect King Henry to get grabbed anywhere between 
I would say third and sixth overall in, in pretty much every league. And if you're worried about his foot, well, hey, you know, the dude is a workhorse. The dude works out. He gets himself so healthy during the the, the offseason. Plus, it's a bonus that he only had. Listen, he only had 257 touches last year. And that, that's not the typical wear and tear that a Derrick Henry usually feels, all right? Worried about his lack of receptions? Well, he was on pace to finish as the number one running back in full PPR leagues before he got hurt. He also finished no lower than fourth on a per-game basis in PPR leagues in each of the past three seasons. So if you're worried about that Titans offense, hey, Henry is the Titans offense, and the team always moves uh, you know, in the offseason to try to help him out, and they did it again this year. Um, the time, the 28 year old should still have enough left in that tank to overpower defenses in 2022. Uh, a pretty good projected schedule, I think, also helps Derrick Henry out this year. That's why I have him at number four. I've got him at five. Uh, and again, it's it's the injury thing, but finished last season as the number one as far as points per game. Uh, performing running back over 24 fantasy points per game in yeah. PPR leagues, and that's through seven weeks. And then week eight, he went out with an injury. Um, so that average, if you think about it, would have been up at about 26, 27 per game. He was on that kind of pace. And I'm glad you brought that out. up because when I was writing that down about, you know, be, be, before he got hurt and I was wondering what week it was because I totally forgot. So it was week, it was week seven. eight, week yeah. eight, he was done. Yep. So how many, how many teams though that, that you own, have you been like, man, I wish I had that player for five or six more games. So oh. you're, so you're getting seven games. I mean, I'm yeah. not saying that's a lot. But, you know, again, you're on that team. I'm like, man, I would love to have had that guy for, like, maybe just two or three games. You know what I mean? Seven games is half of your fantasy season. That's including, right. like, the playoffs. Yeah, true. So if you've got – yeah, he he's worth it. I've got him at, at number five, and it's, you know, it'd be hard to not move him up a little bit. He's getting a little bit older. Right. And, man, a ton of, a ton of miles. For sure. So – my number five is Dalvin Cook from Minnesota. Cook has finished as a top 12 fantasy runner on a PPR per game basis in each of his last three seasons with two top three finishes. That sets the expectations up nicely for Cook, who, who might make you nervous since he's, again, an older running back. But a change in offensive philosophy, though, I think could lead to a spectacular year, and I've seen people talking about it. New head coach Kevin O'Connell wants to use Cook's receiving skills more than ever. And this dude comes from the Rams' offensive mindset, which I think could help Dalvin Cook out a lot. Um, I think I've seen a lot of rankings on the websites again. Cook is always around that 4, 5, 6 mark, and yeah. I think it's because of that. But that, But every... Website I also go and look at for the rankings. Guess who they have right there? You better go grab Alexander Mattinson. <laughs> Madison, yeah. Okay, uh, and get him as, as soon as you can because you never know with Dalvin Cook. And uh, Madison has been, I mean, it's been like a uh, Dalvin Cook impersonator when he's been on the field. So I have him at number five. So I've got Cook at four, and then I did a little more research, and I didn't have time to go back and adjust my rankings, but I may have dropped him a little bit after that. I'll tell you why. Last season, he was the number 16 overall running back. 11th when it comes to points per game for running backs. That's not great, man. You know what I mean? And so that he missed some games. And then when he was on the field, he wasn't a top 10 producer. And then they have Alexander Madison behind him, who's looked really good, who you have to figure is going to be a little more involved this year as well. I mean, I like him. I would take him if he dropped to me. But I don't know that I would reach for him. I, I think he might be being a little overdrafted, I might actually 
put him behind my next couple of guys who really? I have is is Harris and uh, Mixon. Yeah, see, I could not do that. That's what I could not do. I could not I think drop it's name him. recognition though. I man. could not do that because I mean, I just there's I, he's a good runner. I mean, I just could not do it because I've got at number six. I've got Alvin Kamara. Okay, uh, for the New Orleans Saints, and and listen, he remains a number one fantasy back. Who will be a first round pick? I mean, there's just no. I, I just feel like you know Alvin Kamara. People are like, ah, oh, he, you know, you're wrong to think. I'm like, like, come on now. It's you know, still 50, 60 catches, especially in PPR. You're gonna get that 10 plus touchdowns in a season. Uh, he had nine in 13 games last year. No one's complaining if the Saints keep feeding him the ball on handoffs. They just won't. The, the last issue might be the biggest, as Kamara might be suspended for that off field incident uh, that happened in February, I believe. Um, if that happens, his draft value might slide a little bit, you know, and then you can bump up my next two guys. I think the same guys you have, Harris and Mixon. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, I'm, I'm taking Alvin Kamara if he's there, um, right there. I, th- I, th- I just think he's good for the eighth, ninth, tenth pick right now. And, and if, if that, if you're in a ten team league, and Kamara, Harris, and Mixon are there, I'm going Kamara. Okay, then I'm going to go Harris. Okay, that's my number seven. Okay, okay, I've got Harris from Pittsburgh. Um, thoughts on Kamara real quick before we get to Harris. Uh, two seasons ago, he was number one by a lot. And last season, he finished number eight. And that has caused people to think that he's like done for now. But really, that Saints team was kind of a mess last Pathetic. year. Pathetic. Last two years, you could say the Saints team just Well, but two wreck. seasons ago, he was that was the season that he went all the way off, right? And so people were expecting... That same kind of performance, but what they got was a top 10 running back performance, which is still excellent. Right. So, I mean, I, I have him at eight, but this, I would not hesitate to have Kamara on my team. I think um, if anybody is going to outperform their ranking this season, he's probably my candidate. So, I was like beating around where I split my tiers up because I, th- I told you at the very beginning, <clears throat> when I get to tier four, I just feel like tier, there's a lot of tier four. So I cut off Al. I, I put Alvin Kamara up there with Dalvin Cook and um, Derrick Henry in my tier two. Okay. I almost put Harris and Mixon up in there. I just like I I couldn't do that because I just thought there was such a bit. I just the first big drop off I feel like happens from tier three to tier four. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna put Harris and Mixon at seven and eight again. I think they're tied. I think I think Harris and Mixon, you're gonna be fine either way. I got I got Harris at seven. Um, you know, Harris is expected to be one of the first five running backs taken in fantasy drafts. It don't matter again, no matter what kind of league you're in, and it, he's going to be getting a large workload. And I love to see that in running backs and in, in fantasy football. Who's the guy that's going to get a lot of touches? Harris is going to get a lot of touches, even with his offensive line and quarterback. Uh, you know, the, the questions in, in Steeler country about the quarterback are crazy. Um, they they tried to rectify it, you know, with Trubisky and Pickett. Um, but again, there's no question about who that starting running back is, who's going to be getting a, a big-time uh, bulk of the plays for Pittsburgh. He's a strong runner. He had 381 total touches last year alone. It's the nuts, end. man. He he finished as the number three fantasy running back as a rookie. So his usage rate, probably not going to go down. Right. Right. So I love Najee Harris, but I have him at six because uh, I, I just like guys better. But still, I mean, the number six running back is is great. That's yeah. uh, he was number eight in points per game, so he wasn't super efficient. But still, that guy was out there like all season, huge workload oh, and, yeah. and produced. Joe Mixon, kind of the same deal. Uh, you yeah. know, get get used to the idea of of Mixon being taken in the first round, and you're like, who? Joe Mixon, because you know Cincinnati. 
Unfortunately, they have a ton of weapons, and it's the Burrow Chase show. I mean, that's just what it is, you know? Um, but Mixon, man, if you had him last year, uh, you, you knew that you were going to get points. And Mixon finally broke through that 1,500 total yard and double-digit touchdowns last year, too. Uh, helped by uh, playing every game until Week 18, notching at least 17 touches in all but two games. He's definitely in position to do that again this year, and he'll he'll keep you in, in good form, with, especially with a boosted offensive line. Uh, I know that was a question mark you know, last year, but the, the offensive line seemed to block better during the rush than the pass. About the only downside to Mixon is his schedule. Okay, It's loaded with stout, tough run defenses, including six games with that improved AFC North. Now, he overcame some tough, tough matchups last year. Should be okay. I think Mixon, if you can get Mixon early in round two, I mean, you're getting a bargain, in my opinion. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, he, he's an RB1. He finished last season as the number four fantasy running back. I have him at seven, so we're right there. Um, but, you know, last season is the number four because Henry went out, um, McCaffrey went out, you know, so he was really like the number six, if you look at it. So six, seven, right in that range is where I like him. But yeah, here's I, where things start to get crazy with tier four. I'm ready. Okay. I think um, so far, real quick, I think we've matched up. We've got the yeah, same. Yeah, we're pretty good. The top same 10 guys. Almost. Oh, well, top, top, top seven, we're pretty good. Same yeah. guys, top eight. Yeah. Yep. So this one is where I start falling off the rails here. And I, I think if I would have put this list together before my drafts, I think it would have been totally different. Okay. But I think I'm going <laughs> off of how like works. now how I drafted in my league. Um, so I might have fallen victim to that a little bit. But I'm going to tell you right now, you know, I'm in a 10-team half PPR league where touchdowns, you know, for, for quarterbacks are, are six points. So it's a pretty normal scoring league, you know, that, sure. that average people usually do. So at number nine, I'm trying to defend this already. <laughs> I, right, I can tell. You're getting out in front of it. <laughs> So number nine, and even just seeing it now, I'm just like, wow, you know. And I, because I was wrong about this guy a lot last year. <laughs> you're stalling. I, I am you're, stalling. You're stalling. I don't even want to say his name. Just do it. Rip the bandaid off. I'll let you say it. What? He's from the New York Giants. <laughs> oh, you got Saquon. Yeah. At number nine. Number nine. Yeah. Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Fantasy Pros agrees with you. They have him at number nine. Also, do they really? Yeah. Well, here's why. Because I think, all right. And again, I was wrong about this guy a lot last year. I had him on my boom list like so many times last year, yeah. and he just did not perform. But anyway, he. I think he's gonna be the bounce back candidate this year. All right. No one is expecting him to bounce all the way back to when it was 2018. All right. Let's just be honest. But. Arguably, he was the best back in football. And, you know, Barkley has had his share of injuries. All right, let's just say he's, he's still just 25. And, you know, there's some hope that um, Brian uh, Dable will make his offense the best it's been since Barkley's rookie year. Now, with an improved offensive line, there's also hope Barkley's efficiency can improve. I, I, maybe it's because my Twitter, it's all I'm seeing is New York updates. <laughs> he's worth, I think he's worth a round two pick. I really do. If everything goes right, he's got upside. His ceiling is super, super high. But I've got him at number nine because, again, I would take him over. Because I in my drafts, I would take him over these next few running backs in tier four. Which, But I think, again, tier four, you're getting pretty much the same kind of running back. Okay. I've got him at 13. I uh, I don't trust him. To to draft him at when I saw him at nine on Fantasy Pros, I was like, boy, that's optimistic. Um, they've got him ahead of Kamara. They've got him ahead of um, a few other guys that I, I just like better and mm -hmm. feel part of fantasy. You, 
you have to take those calculated risks. But then there's also like a safety element of like, all right, listen, I need I need some guys I know that have a high floor that are going to go out every week that I can trust are going to be in my lineup. Yeah, you like the floors to get me some like, points. You, like the high you got to mix it in there. And, and to me, man, he is. I feel like he is more risky than McCaffrey, who has missed what you say twenty three out of thirty three yeah. games. Yeah, I feel like Saquon's a bigger risk than McCaffrey. Well, because when he's on the field, he hasn't been that productive. In the fat in the past couple of seasons, it, it's because the Giants are such a mess. But I do think they're going to look a little bit better this year. These seven running backs that I have in tier four, okay, again, I think they're all really, really close. Okay, and I put these guys in order of how I was going to drive. I mean, I'm having flashbacks now to my queue. You know, how you can queue up players. I do. Yeah. I had I had a, a pit member. I saw I wanted to go running back, running back, right? So I had taken Austin Eckler. Okay, in both my leagues, I have Austin Eckler in both of my leagues, my fantasy football leagues. I so coming around from three. Okay, we're doing a snake draft. Yeah. All right. What pick does that give me? Uh, seventeen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Seventeenth pick. These were the running backs that I have here in tier four that were all available, and I had them 18. queued up. Right. Yeah. And I'm queued up to go. I had Saquon going first. Okay. So that's why I have him at ninth. The guy right before me took Saquon Barkley. Okay. So I ended up, and I think I, I texted you this. I ended up with number my number ten guy, Leonard Fournette from Tampa Bay. Okay. Aaron Jones, DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, James Conner, Nick Chubb were all available. These are guys that are all in my top fifteen. But I went with Leonard Fournette, um, mostly because I hope to God Tom Brady isn't, you know, <laughs> the Tom Brady of old and Leonard Fournette can do what he did. I mean, I think he's got a fairly good shot at repeating a top 10 fantasy running back in 2022. Um, again, you don't draft until round two, 27 years old. The numbers are there. Fournette was a force in the passing game last year, catching 82% of his targets. Only two other running backs had more targets and receptions last year. And considering the potential short-term issues with Tampa Bay's passing game, Fournette should continue to earn a lot of looks from Tom Brady into the midseason. Now, now once an unpopular fantasy choice, Fournette has proven he can get back and thrive as that three-down back that can crush touchdowns at the goal line. Last year, that's why I went with Leonard Fournette over my next guy at number 11, because I feel like he can just get in that end zone, and they're missing Gronk. They're going to need those goal line attempts, and I think I like Leonard Fournette. I hope. I do. I know I like him, so that's at number 10. I bumped him down to 14, and I don't know why. I, I think maybe because he showed up to camp at 265, which is just out of shape. Um now, obviously, he's going to get in better shape. He finished last season as number six, fourth in average. Right. So it's like the guy performed. He produced. I don't know why I don't trust him, but <laughs> I I passed him over in every draft. I don't wow. have him on any of my teams. Something about him I just don't trust. Maybe it's just going back to his like Jacksonville days where he was such a okay. disappointment. But I don't know, I've got him at 14. So you have Saquon at 13 yep. and Fournette at 14. So yep. basically same order, just different you know, numbers, all right? Because yeah. I have Saquon above at 11. And just way further down. <laughs> Number 11, been. I've got Green Bay running back Aaron Jones. Now, uh, selected as a borderline first-round pick in fantasy drafts last summer, through the first four games, there were only four running backs that outscored him in PPR leagues. And Jones uh, would cede touches to the talented backup A.J. Dillon. I can't believe I said that. And he finished the 2021 season with the 22nd most touches per game and the 13th most fancy points per game. Jones' role in the passing game 
gives him a very, very nice floor, as Eric Pettigo loves. Yep. Um, and I'm sure he's probably very, floor. very high on, on Pettigo's list. But he'll need to have an even more expanded role as receiver and in the end zone, possibly picking up some of those Devontae Adams touches to break through as a top-five runner like he did in 2019 and 2020. Get ready to take him, Aaron Jones, in round two. I've got him at 10, so we're close, right? Yeah. I'm not super high on Aaron Jones, and it's because A.J. Dillon's back there. Side note, though, I think people are a little too high on A.J. Dillon okay. this season. He's being drafted to just start for people. Yeah, okay. They're getting him as like a running back two or like a flex that they're putting in every week. Like, he's... Wait till the end of my list. Okay. Okay, all right, all right. We'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> Number 12, DeAndre Swift from Detroit. Swift's been discussed as a breakout candidate since entering the NFL, and it certainly isn't changing right now. Heck, he's, he's breaking through the first 10 games of the 2021 season. He had 17.6 PPR points per game. That's another one that when you played against him and you saw, like, where did he get all those points? And there's DeAndre Swift. You're like, wow. And then he got hurt. But upon his return, he was used less often and wasn't as explosive as he was before. It'd be silly for Detroit to not utilize Swift for his strengths, which include getting the ball in open space. But it would be equally, equally silly for them to load up on the touches and put him through a position to wear down again where he wouldn't be able to make it through the year. So the Lions know, as you do, that Swift has missed 10 games through his first two seasons. And his pass-catching upside, that keeps him very much in the conversation as a top-10 fantasy running back, in my opinion, on draft day. You can plan to take him before 20th overall pick in PPR leagues and then maybe the 30th overall non-PPR. The guy is so good. <laughs> I made a huge blockbuster trade for him last season um, on Thanksgiving morning. Oh, right? We wow. finalized on so you're Thanksgiving loving morning. It. Yeah, I and was then, loving it, but remember, that's the day yeah. he got hurt. And then early. Yeah. Wah, wah, torpedoed wah. my season, man. My season. <laughs> but I still love him. I have him at nine. I yeah. think, um, assuming he can stay relatively healthy. I mean, the guy's top 10 potential all day. Right. Number 13, Javante Williams from Denver. He's expected to be the starting running back, getting a bulk of the carries, even though that there's a guy named Gordon back in the backfield. All right. Uh, with Gordon back, the the earliest Williams is worth drafting, I think, is around three, all right, in the majority of leagues. Saw lots of upside with Williams as a rookie, especially the one game Gordon missed in Week 13 in Kansas City. You remember what he, I mean, he, he blew up that game? Yeah. 23 carries, 102 yards, six catches for 76 yards, a touchdown on nine carries, or nine targets. Pardon me for for 29 PPR points. It was it was crazy. Um, Williams also had eight games last season with at least 15 total touches, and he averaged 14 PPR points in those games. Now, the good news is the offense in Denver should be vastly improved with that new quarterback, all right? And both Williams and Gordon, I think, should both benefit from that, have plenty of success. Now, Williams only, again, worth being that number two guy on your team. Don't make him your number one, just like, you know, Eric said, you don't want A.J. Dillon being your number one. But I like I like Williams a lot, especially if he's healthy. So I have him at 15, and then it was one of those things where I did a little more research. I was like, man, I should be higher on him because last season he finished as number 17 with like a a true 50-50 split. I think he was actually on on like the lower end of that. I think Gordon got more of the yeah, work. Yeah, he did. Mm -hmm. He's Williams is supposed to get more of the work yeah. this season. Yep. So if he finished as number 17, uh not even getting 50% of the work, like man, this guy should probably be closer to top 10. Yeah. If he even gets like 60% yeah, so good. I love Javante Williams this season. Awesome. Number 14, uh, the Arizona running back, James Conner. Uh, I think he's a top 20 running back who should be drafted again no earlier than round three with Chase Edmonds off to Miami. 
which was the major handcuff last year. There's some hope that Connor could maintain the receiving role that saw him produce like top five running backs uh, status from from weeks four, nine through fourteen last year. And that stretch, Connor caught twenty four passes. The rest of the season he only had thirteen grabs. Now Connor's career seven yards per target is elite, and suggests you should keep that role. But the Cardinals did draft Keontae Ingram and sign Daryl Williams. So it's far from a sure thing. If he gets that role, Connor is worth a borderline second-round pick. But if one of those other backs would take over Edmonds' role and they'd get that 50-50 split, or sometimes Connor sitting the bench, it was weird last year with Arizona. Just I didn't understand it. Connor's age and injury history make him a sell for any dynasty manager who isn't a surefire contender in 2022. But, I mean, this guy, you know, he, he this is the thing. When I talk about those players that I'm drafting, that's the order I'm drafting. I'm taking James Conner because the dude could be the number one running back on that team. Yeah, and he probably will be. He finished last season as the number five overall running yeah. back. He had 15 rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I've got him down at number 12 because I like him. I would take him, but I, I don't think he's I don't think he's finding the end zone 15 times again. Yeah, I, We'll see, because Chase Edmonds crazy. was the guy that did all the work, and then boom, they would pull him out, and then Connor would be punching it in, yeah. which I just drove me nuts. Number 15, Nick Chubb finished as a top 12 PPR running back on a per-game basis in each of his past three seasons. He's been uh, even better than that in non-PPR. So take one look at his stats to see why, all right? I was shocked by this. He has been consistent. Quality score, done well racking up yardage, including at least 1,400 total in two of his past three years. Now, the Browns' offense might not change its approach, until uh, Deshaun Watson comes back in 13. So that might mean a slight downtick in touches for Chubb come the fantasy playoffs. But he's more than likely to help you get there. However, while Cleveland's first two games appear to be easy matchups, Panthers-Jets, the remaining uh, slate appears daunting. And as usual, Chubb cedes a lot of work to that Kareem Hunt guy. And, I, you know, it is what it is. We are in uh, the the, the uh, NFL's you know, offenses of 2022. We talked about it a lot already. The the main running backs just don't, you know, starting running backs to get all the carries just don't really happen much anymore. Right. So I like Chubb. You might, you know, again, might want to stay away from him if these other guys are available just because I think Javante Williams gets more touches. I think um, the other three guys that I talked about, Saquon, Fournette, Jones, Swift, I think they all get more touches than, than he will. Um, I have him at eleven. I think he's he's just super reliable, right? It's he's not much of a home run hitter, um, but consistent week in week out. He's a big part of the game plan. He's going to touch the ball. He's going to produce. I've got him at eleven. I All like right. him. Number sixteen, Travis Etienne. Uh, I love this guy, man. Many outlets say the off season that not only had Etienne recouped his speed from before last August injury, but also that he was. Heavily involved in the Jaguars' passing game. We've seen that in the preseason. That's not a surprise. Etienne was one of college football's most slippery players with instant acceleration and also one of Trevor Lawrence's most trusted targets when they played together in Clemson. And that there, I mean, people don't think that's a big deal. I think that's a huge deal. And I think that's one of the things that Carr and Devontae Adams are going to have, you know, this season. Uh, Jaguars got a new coach. Doug Peterson doesn't have the track record of uh, consistently featuring a running back in the passing game but he did lead the NFL in plays per game with 67. That's good for everyone in Jacksonville's offense. Tack on the question marks in the Jaguars' run game before Etienne, and there's incredible upside 
for the second year speedster. Someone in every draft should take a chance on him, especially in PPR formats before the end of round five. I like him at number 16. So I've got him down at 19. And I think the talent's there, but I just I need to see it on an NFL field before I like go drafting him ahead of some guys that I've already seen it from. Right. Um, and then also knowing that James Robinson is still lingering there. And that guy is like a number one running back for a team. So I'm I'm a little bit worried about and I think he's dealing with some injury stuff, but he's he's supposed to be coming back. I mean, I'd take ETN, but I I've got I've got some guys I like better. I've got All him right. at nineteen. Number 17, David Montgomery from hey, the we Chicago match up. Bears. We yeah. match up. All right. He remains a top 15 fantasy running back based on anticipated workload he's going to get again this year with the Bears. But his upside, of course, is capped by the Bears' horrific offense and offensive line. They now, look good the other day. Projected low-scoring offense, the potential of teammates taking some of his rushing work away. Chicago's front five is rated among the worst in the entire league, particularly at both tackle spots. Now, the offense in general lacks firepower, making it easy for defenses to scheme against. And even though running the ball will be a big staple here in Chicago, uh, that doesn't mean very good things for uh, Montgomery because he's going to have to take that ball and put it on his shoulders. and Well, not put it on his shoulders, but in his hands. Uh, he averaged the eighth most total touches per game among running backs last year, scored the 15th most PPR points for a game. He uh, put up at least 265 touches in each of the first three seasons including at least 3.2 receptions per game. Montgomery definitely has appeal to help fantasy owners, but I don't think it carries the same upside as a lot of those other backs that I talked about prior. I have him at 17 also. I feel like David Montgomery could definitely outperform this ranking because I think the Bears' offense is going to take a big step forward this year. right? And The offensive line, it's easy to call them bad, which they, very, they may very well be, but with the game plan they had in place, with poor quarterback play, not a good like passing scheme at all. The same reason Allen Robinson got out of town. Um, it allows defenses to really just load up the box, put pressure, in, and it made it seem like that offensive line was really bad. Justin Fields in this last preseason game went 13 for 13. Mm -hmm. Looked really good. And I know it was a preseason game, but still, if they can get the passing game going, that's going to take a lot of pressure off that offensive line. That's going to open things up for David Montgomery. I think he could easily outperform this this number 17 ranking we have him at. All right, number 18. This might shock a lot of people, especially Eric Pedigo, after what he said about A.J. Dillon in Green Bay. I've got him at 18. Okay. I've got Dillon at 18. Um, Dillon could be the best breakout running back in fantasy drafts. I know he's not atop the Packers running back depth chart, but I also know he can be effective even when he's splitting reps with the guy who is. That guy, Aaron Jones... Played less than 50% of the Packers' snaps in four games last season. In those four, Dylan had 15-plus PPR points three times, averaged almost 20 points per game. This doesn't include the 15-point game he had in Week 11 when Jones was out, nor the seven-point uh, session he had playing uh, half of Week 18. Point is, Dylan proved, and I can't believe it. I, I was a hater. of Not, not a hater. I was just a, a non-believer of, of Dylan last year. He proved he can be a capable back when he's in the game, even if he is splitting time with Jones. Now, that's the scenario he's facing this fall. Aggressive drafters might target Dylan starting in round six, but I think he could fall to you guys uh, in later rounds. And, and I think you'll do fine if you get Dylan as your number two running back. I don't have him inside of my top 20, and it's because I cannot in good conscience put a running back who's a number two running back on his team above guys who are number one running backs on their team. Right, so I can't put him ahead of guys like, like Elijah Mitchell 
like um, Josh Jacobs even. Um, I've even got J.K. Dobbins ahead of, and it's it's close, right? Because those guys are at the very bottom of my number one running back rankings. And A.J. Dillon, if I'm taking a backup, if I'm taking a number two running back, it's him. He's at the very top. But it's hard for me to justify putting a guy in there that I'm, you know. So I'm, you're you're taking J.K. Dobbins as your number one running back on your team? No, 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 no. I'm oh, okay. saying he is the number one running back for a team. Oh, okay, okay, right? okay, gotcha, gotcha. So he is, he should be a bigger part of the game plan. I just don't AJ see him Dillon. scoring as many points as A.J. Dillon. Now, talent-wise, A.J. Dillon all day. Yeah, I just but, don't see those guys scoring as many points. That's the thing, I, and I'm going off of... But they'll have the opportunity who to. Who do I take? I, I, you know, I, we, we can agree to disagree on that. I, like When I put A.J. Dillon in, in, up in the top 20, I was like, man, how am I doing that? And again, it was just going by what you just talked, especially, you know, you know, Mitchell from San Francisco, yeah. Dobbins from Baltimore. I mean, I like those, I like Baltimore's offense a lot. I just don't like him at running back. I don't think he's going to be a big part of that offense there in Baltimore. I really, really don't. I mean, so then you don't think they're going to focus on the run. Right. Okay. I think it's I think Lamar Jackson is going to want to make as much money as possible. And it's going to be the Lamar Jackson show. And, and unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be using Dobbins very much. And so Green Bay is just going to be a run-oriented. I think I think Green Bay is going to be again a totally different offense than okay. it's been ever in the past. I think Aaron Rodgers is trying to throw us all this smoke screen that he's going to be the slinger that he always has. He will get his touchdowns. That might be a yes or BS question for you. Okay, coming up at the end because of the show. I don't think there's any way Aaron Rodgers goes out there under center <laughs> and just says, "You know what?" Starts handing the ball. Let's off. just hand the ball off. I think all even, if, game. but I think if AJ Dillon gets ten touches and J.K. Dobbins gets ten touches, I'm taking AJ Dillon every day. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot more like seven or eight for AJ and a more like 12 or 13 for JK. Okay. Right? There you go. There's your uh, your debate right there on uh, our top 20. I like that. Number 19, I've got Damian Pierce out of Houston. Whew. This rookie has a great opportunity in front of him right now as the team's top running back. How did you? Why did you say woo? He's the number one guy <laughs> in Houston. In Houston. All yeah. right. He was Houston's darling. Of the preseason and one of the biggest draft risers over the past month. His role was solidified with the recent release of that Marlon Mack guy. So Pierce wasn't a super dominant back in Florida. And he isn't super speedy. But he scored 16 touchdowns in 2021 and runs with unique physicality. He also hasn't been a featured running back since high school. But he apparently (laughs) will get that opportunity early with the Texans. Pierce, I think, is a strong RB2 with huge upside. And again, I'm taking him over those other guys you mentioned because mm. he's going to get the ball more. I mean... Let me have it. Come on. <laughs> let me have it. You're not alone there, right? And I, to me, I'm taking your advice of going against popular consensus. There is so much preseason buzz and hype okay. around this Pierce You think guy. that's cookie cutter? You think putting Pierce in the top 20 is cookie cutter? A little bit. No way. I I have not seen him in the top twenty. Maybe one ranking. List. I listen to Where's a lot. Where's he at of, on the fantasy pros? I listen to a, the yeah low. They yeah, tend, see, they tend see? to agree so with that's me. That's not cookie cutter. But I hear him talked about on like every he podcast. Is. Why, like, why is he oh, being talked about? Well, he's going to be the number one running back there you in go. Houston. And why else is he being talked which about? Which is like being the prettiest girl with a mustache. <laughs> like so, some guys like mustaches. I'm okay, saying. Well, all right. You know, I want to see it first, right? It's not like a Najee Harris situation. You from see last it first. Year. You're going to be trying to draft and, and trade for him at Thanksgiving Day. I'll be the first to come on here and be like, <laughs> "All right, I was wrong." But you you named all the reasons why he probably shouldn't be in the top twenty 
right after you put him in the top 20. I did. Hasn't been a future running back since high school, <laughs> right? You're going to use that on was, Sunday. He's going to you're going to use that on Sunday. Yeah, wasn't, okay. wasn't real strong at Florida. <laughs> And then now here he is and kind of by default just ends up the starting running back in Houston. Not a good team that does not figure to score a lot of points. 16 touchdowns in 2021. There's something right. good. Right, okay, but they don't figure to score a lot of calm points. Down. They don't figure to spend a lot of time in the red zone. Not a, Probably not a lot of goal line touches. He got a good-looking mustache, too. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. All so, right, go yeah. ahead. Where is he at? I mean, who's at your number 19? My number 19, I've got ETN. Okay. Have you... Was was he nineteen for you? No, he was uh, eighteen. He was eighteen. Yeah. Okay, right, right, eighteen. Yeah. yeah, he was. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Eighteen was sixteen for me. Eighteen was Dylan Montgomery was seventeen. Etn was sixteen. Okay. Number twenty. All right. So this is your twenty. My number twenty. Right. Because have you circled the ones that I've left off? Because uh, yeah, I know I've, I know I've, I've left guys. off. I know I've left off one big one, and we're going to talk about that. All right, here at the end. But number twenty, I've got another rookie. No, you New don't. York Jets, Brees Hall, Jets selected rookie, running back Hall in the second round of the NFL draft from Iowa State, and he should be considered a number two fantasy running back coming into this season. Now, again, remember what I said earlier about I based it, my rankings would have been they might have been more like egos if I hadn't drafted any of my teams yet. All right, but I had Eckler. All right, I had Eckler, and I took Brees Hall. How many he's marking down how many guys I left off? I just I want I don't want to miss anybody. <laughs> so I took Brees Hall over Mitchell Dobbins. Another player that I'm gonna mention here that's not in my top 20 that people are probably freaking out about. I can't believe he's not in the top 20. I guarantee Eagle's gonna say the same thing. Yeah. But Hall is worth drafting as early as round three in all leagues. I'm, I'm not sorry. He's expected to share playing time with Michael Carter, all right, which is a problem for Hall's ceiling, but he should get enough work in all aspects of the offense. Uh, to be successful. The Jets should have an above-average offensive line with Zach Wilson, you know, dealing with what he's got going on now. No idea why he's hurt um, and and how the the, the, the Jets are going to score. I think they're going to rely on Brees Hall, preferably. Uh, again, uh, he, he he's not going to be drafted later in round four, I'll tell you that. Keeps looking good in training camp, appears locked in that role ahead of Carter. And um, in, in rookie-only drafts, I think he's your number one overall pick. So Brees Hall. That's my not, argument. Not for, Damian Pierce? No, not Damian Pierce. I would go with him first. With Brees Hall? Yes. You just ranked Damian Pierce ahead of him. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I'm going Pierce first and then Hall. Oh, did, okay. I, did I misspeak? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I would right. go with I Pierce like, first, what? then uh, Brees Hall. My, it's my brain. Um, Who's at number 20? All right. So I'll, I'll just tell you who I have that you didn't mention. Yep. Uh, last year's number seven fantasy running back, Ezekiel Elliott. Didn't even crack your top twenty. You've so, heard of him. So he's where is Zeke? That's my last thing that we we're going to talk about. Where yeah. is Zeke? Okay. Yeah. Where so, is Zeke? Okay. He was where, number where, seven where last was, year. Where is he ranked on he's your list? Sixteen on my list. Sixteen. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, tell you where he is on mine after we get done. I've got Elijah Mitchell at eighteen. Okay. Fair enough. We talked uh, about that a little bit already. Yep. Yep. And then I've got Cam Akers at twenty. I know. I can't. I can't argue with that. I mean, I can't right. argue Cam Akers, um, especially with the team that he's on, and you know, I mean, some strong OLI for me. I've got, um, I mean, Dobbins, who we talked about. I don't have him in my top twenty. Josh Jacobs, who I think is actually going to be pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. I don't have him in my top twenty, but those guys are going to be right on the outside. Um, and the few guys who finished is really good running. How about this? The number nine running back last year in fantasy, Cordero Patterson. Yeah. 
<laughs> and he's still gonna be he's still gonna be getting touches. He's still I, gonna yeah, be a starting. And I don't back. think anyone drafted him to like round ten nope. in, in our league. Oh, it, this it, year it was crazy. Yeah. yeah, this year it was really really crazy. Um, some of the guys again that I had on the fence: uh, Gibson from Washington, especially now. Right, Edmonds is still in Miami. You know, going to Miami. I mean, I. I I had Edmonds in a couple leagues last year, and I was like, man, I wish he was the only running back. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. now he might be. Um, we talked about Hunt a little bit earlier. You go get Pollard in Dallas. And the reason I say Pollard in Dallas is because where is Zeke on my list? He was not in the top 20. Zeke was at 21. <laughs> oh, I see you going through the papers. Yeah, I mean, he's right there, right? But yeah, he's... Elliot will be one of the more polarizing running backs of the season. Can you argue that? Yeah, and and for for good reason right. because uh, on one hand he finished last year, like you said, is the number seven running back yeah. in fantasy. He's never finished outside of the top twelve. Has never missed more than two games in a season due to an injury. On the other hand, Elliott looked absolutely miserable down the stretch last year, averaging just listen to this three point five yards yeah. per carry. It Very it wasn't bad. Pretty man over the final nine games. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. Guess who took over? And people were like. Give him the starting job. That's Tony Pollard, all right? Yeah. Um, it's also true that Elliott played most of the second half with a torn PCL. The safest approach for me is to stay away from Elliott. Ego wants you to stay away from Christian McCaffrey. I want you to stay away from Ezekiel Elliott, all right? So Did I Elliot, say that? <laughs> no. I Elliot, got him at four. Elliott is terrifying. Yeah. Because he's one injury away. And not even a serious injury. It might be a boo-boo. And he has lost all value. Again, like I went back to McCaffrey, I don't want to be that guy that gets beaten by Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Zeke Elliott, I don't want to be the guy that has that guy. And, and I can't find any. I, I mean, I just waste, wasted a pick. So to good me, luck to you if you have Zeke Elliott on your fantasy football rosters. I'm not touching him. To me, I think he's crossed over to that point to where he's almost a value bargain pick now because so many people are scared to take I him. I would take Zeke Elliott over Cordero Patterson, yes. Okay. Yeah, I, right. Yeah. But I don't like some people are going to take, well, like you would take AJ Dillon <laughs> over Ezekiel Elliott, right? Some people are going to take. Absolutely. Some people Brees are going to take. I'm taking Brees Hall. I'm taking right. Damian Pierce. Yeah. Some people are going to take like uh, Kareem Hunt over Ezekiel Elliott. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm staying away from. Him. I'm yeah. going hunt. Yeah, I'm enough. going hunt all day. Fair so enough. Who else did I? You got to your guys already. That yeah, I left I've off. got all my all my top twenty. Is okay. there any any deep picks that you like? Anybody? Um, yeah. Well, I we mean, call most, them sleepers most, in the fantasy world. Most people world. would say a sleeper is that Brees Hall. I mean, you know, because not a lot of people are going to know about the Brees Hall guy. But I was like, dude, he, there's so much hype around that guy right now. The only reason you wouldn't hear about him is if you weren't watching any football stuff. Fantasy. Like my son, my son, my son, my yeah. son had never even heard of him. You know, and that's what's sad. I feel like our generation, uh, we were so into college football leading into pro football. I just feel like the the, the young people today, college football for them only gets exciting. When they go to college, <laughs> like, right. does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I, I just that's the way I feel. I might be wrong. Um, I do like. Um, who did I have on my list? Is oh, uh, McKinnon from from Kansas City. Okay, okay, he has been his average draft spot is like it's it's ridiculous. So I I, I like McKinnon out of Kansas City. Um, People Fantasy are, Pros has him fifty nine. That would definitely qualify as a sleeper. Oh yeah, right? and I, I think McKinnon. I, I I think I've got him on one of my teams, and I think I drafted him at, at round like yeah, it was either eleven or twelve. 
And I was like, I was like, dude, I'll take him in eleven or twelve all day long. Yeah. So who do you have as super? I got a, a couple of guys I think worth grabbing. One, Ramondre, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Oh yeah. From New England. Oh yeah. Um, figures to be a big part of the you know the passing game this season. Going to take a big step forward. Damian Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, finished last season as the number fourteen as the the Patriots starter, but he has plummeted down like draft boards. But Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson should be a big part of that that whole game plan. And then I've got um, oh I just had him here oh 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 uh, Kenneth Gainwell yeah, Philadelphia yeah Miles Sanders just, I was big on him big time last year yep yeah huge. yeah me too yeah I think he's gonna be uh, I think he's gonna be one of those guys you can get really really late in drafts who I mean I'm not gonna he's not gonna come in to be like a top five but he could certainly be a flex guy. Right. Every week. So right, for sure. Yeah. There's your top twenty running backs, guys. Good luck. Have you drafted all your teams yet for your fantasy football? I as far as I, I knew, and then I got a text while we were he- sitting here, I believe is another invite to play in another league. So how many are you in like, now? Six? Uh this is my this would be the six, oh, I believe. Geez. I'm like, oh, oh man. Good luck. Yeah, I stick to two. I got both my teams, and uh, I'm ready to go. So hopefully uh, your draft will be helped out a lot by what we've been talking about. And again, at every uh, podcast uh, finish, we're going to wrap it up here on the Fantasy Football Junkies with some yes or BS questions for Ego. Are we starting today? Yes. Oh, I've got I've got three for you right I'm, here. I'm yes ready. or BS. Obviously, the the the... the Segment speaks for itself. All right? I think, yeah, I think I've grasped the concept. I'm going to give you, you a question. Really you just say yes me. or BS, and, gotcha. and we can discuss. Okay, okay, so here we go. Let me see where we're at on time, by the way. It's, we... it's, it's time to get Holy... to this game. Holy! All yeah. right, here we go. Yes or BS, all right? Something is wrong with Tom Brady. BS. Okay, very good. <laughs> that was clear. Yeah, BS. No, don't, <laughs> don't do it. Just Tom Brady. Don't worry. He's fine. Yes or BS. The Buffalo Bills are going to win more games than the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. Wow, you said that quick too. Yeah, I love Josh Allen, man. I love that whole team. So wow. good. Yes or BS, Josh Allen. I didn't have this written down, but Josh Allen throws more touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Wow, dude. Last week we I, we didn't have a single receiver from Kansas City in You're our right. top twenty. You're right. You're right. All right, and then the last one, yes or BS. Bonzi goes undefeated in his big <laughs> money league this year. <laughs> So there's how that's going to go. Yes or BS. At you the end and Damian of the- Pierce are going to catch a few L's. <laughs> that's it, guys. Uh, next week is week five, and we're breaking down the top 10. I, uh, maybe top 15. What do you want to do? Because, again, quarterbacks, I mean, like I said at the very beginning, it was the first time I took a quarterback my first four picks. Let's do 15. 15. I top like it, top yeah. 15 quarterbacks for next week, and we'll wrap it up. And then, man, we're getting excited. I get, I'm getting sweaty just thinking about Me week too, one. Man. God, it's so oh, exciting. Oh, oh, oh. Fantasy Football 101, guys. Catch it on Sunday. Eric Pedigo is live on there. You can find him on Facebook, and he puts up the video. You can leave your comments and your uh, questions as well right there. So uh, keep doing uh, the Fantasy Football 101 on Sunday morning starting at 9 a.m. or 9, Is it 9.30? It's or? 9.30. Okay, yeah, I don't know why I made it 9.30. Well, it's because of a church service. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Church service is on. Yeah, yeah. From 9 to 9.30. So while they're taking donations, Eric Pedro is giving out the free uh, the free advice. So when you hear you the go. Marilyn Manson music kick in, that means our show's starting and church is over. <laughs> Enjoy your week, guys. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. It's the Fantasy Football Junkies. Remember, make winning your fantasy a reality. And, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.